Hi, this is Craig Valentine, host of Early to Rise Radio. Have you ever wanted to become wealthier, healthier, wiser, or just have more time to appreciate the finer things in life? On this show, we reveal what high performers are doing every day to be more successful without sacrificing their personal lives. Early to Rise Radio is sponsored by The Perfect Day Formula. Get your free copy of this game-changing success guide at freeperfectdaybook.com. Now let's get started with today's show. Hey, you want to know what I did this summer? You want to hear about my epic safari and how this relates to you building your perfect day, growing your perfect business, and living your perfect life? Well, this is a special episode. It was filmed in London, England, right after I had traveled to Germany, Cape Town, a safari game resort in South Africa, and then to Montenegro, Croatia, and Lithuania. And after that, I finally sat down with my friend and coaching client, Smiljan Mori, from Slovenia, and he grilled me about why this trip matters to you and all the lessons that I learned on it from watching lions and elephants and all the cool stuff, because it's going to show you how to get more out of every day in your life. You're absolutely going to love this show. Hi, this is Craig Valentine, host of Early to Rise Radio, and this week you're going to hear stories that I have never told before. So you've never heard these. This is really cool, lots of fun stuff. And at the end of the show, I'm also going to tell you a funny story about the filming of this episode. Now, until then, Early to Rise Radio is brought to you by my first book, The Perfect Day Formula. It's the blueprint to faster results without sacrificing your perfect life so that you can travel the world, live the good life, and still make lots of money. Now, I want you to grab your copy at freeperfectdaybook.com. All right, now let's hand it over to Smillion as he starts grilling me on my travel secrets and my wealth building tips. And don't forget, this was done the day before we did his workshop coaching in London. So we didn't really know each other that well yet, which makes it even more interesting. Hello, everybody. This is Warrior Family, and I'm Smillian Mori, and welcome to the Warrior Family Show, and you are all here because you believe that we can all create and live the life worth living. But in order to do this, we have to do something about it. And uh, the purpose of this show is to introduce you to my friends, my guests, to their belief systems, their habits, their life, productivity tips, sales, internet, marketing, and whatever strategy that can make you successful. And today I have a special guest. Uh, he is the author of the book, The Perfect Formula That I Ate for Breakfast. <laughs> okay? I think it was uh, one or two years ago. Mm-hmm. So the name of the guest is Craig Ballantyne. He is the author, as I said, uh, of the book, Perfect Day Formula and Turbulence Training, and has been a contributor to Men's Health magazine for over two decades. Yeah. Uh, his books, videos, and coaching programs have transformed lives of over 7 million people, physically, emotionally, mentally, and financially, uh, in the last two decades. Today, he teaches high-performing entrepreneurs to increase their income and make more time for their personal lives using the same five pillars of success that allowed Craig to overcome crippling anxiety attacks and transform his life. You had anxiety attacks. So bad. I went to the emergency room twice. Yeah. What happened? Well, I I had what I call the paradox of freedom. I was very Mm -hmm. fortunate that I built this online business. It allowed me to make lots of money, more Mm -hmm. money than I ever expected to make as a young man. Mm -hmm. And... But I still wanted to work a lot. Mm -hmm. So I was working all these hours. Mm -hmm. There was no boundaries. And then I was celebrating a lot. I live in the big city of Toronto, Ontario. That's a really great uh, city in Canada. Mm -hmm. And you can go out any night of the week. It's like being in New York City. And so I tried to. And, you know, you work too much and you go out too much. And eventually it all catches up to you when you're about 29, 30 years old. One night, you know, it was New Year's Eve, too many Red Bulls. The next day, felt like I was having a heart attack. And eventually I gave up and went to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was, it was nothing physically wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And I just went home and realized, hey, I gotta put mm-hmm. some structure mm-hmm. into my life. Mm-hmm. And when I had more structure, the paradox of structure, mm-hmm. that's when I had true freedom and mm-hmm. I was able to get rid of the anxiety. 
So when did you get the idea to to write? No, first you had to live yeah. the the perfect day formula, and then you wrote probably. Yeah. So when did you get this idea? I took it seriously probably in about 2013. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like you said, living the life, figuring mm-hmm. it out for myself, mm-hmm. making the mistakes, and then also I started coaching people way back in 2007. Mm-hmm. And mostly it started off just internet marketing, but I realized hey, I'm giving all these people all these information. Mm-hmm but they don't have time to do it. So then I started coaching them on that and mm-hmm. we started to figure out what was working, what could apply to more people. And then finally in 2013, I was like, I've always loved books, so okay. I always, yeah, always yeah. wanted to write one. And I was like, how, how do I put this together? And I talked to a lot of friends mm-hmm. and we finally came up with the order, wrote this big long book and uh, after a long, long time of editing, we finally got it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, I got a book from the from the Joe Polish. Oh yeah, 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 yeah Joe yeah, Polish, good friend of mine. Yeah. So, how did you start it out uh, back then in, in in the business? Like it was when I started my first business in 1999, okay. and so I was still a graduate student at, at college in Canada. Mm-hmm. So I didn't I didn't finish my university until I was 25 years mm-hmm. old, which is a lot later than most kids are, are finishing these yeah, days. Yeah. I got a, a master's degree in exercise physiology, mm-hmm. of all things, because when I was growing up in Canada, we play ice hockey. We love ice hockey, yeah, right? Yeah. And so I wanted to play ice hockey, and eventually, about 10 years old, I realized I wasn't doing that. So I thought, how can I be in the National Hockey League? And I figured out I can be the strength coach, yeah, you know, the strength yeah, and conditioning yeah. coach. So I went to college, and I, you know, I'd look at who's in the NHL right now as a strength coach. What do they have? Oh, a master's degree, uh, this certification. All yeah, all this stuff. So I started doing it. And then one day, I saw a website in 1998. So, you know, the Internet's new back then. And these people had all these articles on the Internet mm-hmm. about training. And I'm like, oh, I can do that. So I went and started doing it. Didn't, wasn't selling anything. And then I started, I got very lucky. I started writing mm-hmm. for Men's Health Magazine, big, mm-hmm. big fitness magazine. Mm-hmm. I just sent them one of my newsletters. They put it in the magazine and I started getting more and more work from them. So I mm-hmm. built up a bit of credibility. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I'm more of a nerd, a bookworm computer guy than I am in the gym training and okay. motivation. So I mm-hmm. realized I'm not gonna be the guy in the gym. Mm-hmm. I'm going to create programs and sell them on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I sold my first one in January of 2001. I remember no way. that. Yeah, I remember that date because someone contacted me through the Men's Health website and said, "Hey, do you create programs?" And I did, and I still didn't know what I was doing. Uh, so I kind of fumbled my way along and eventually made some money. 2003, it started taking off, mm-hmm. and 2006 was a massive growth year for me mm-hmm. because I got a coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was a yeah. game changer for me. And who was your coach first? Uh, the first coach that I ever had, Mark. Uh, no, it was a guy named Tom Venuto. He was very, very successful mm-hmm. in the internet fitness space. Okay. And when I tell people who come to me, they say, what do I look for in a coach? This is what I looked for when I looked for Tom. Someone who had been there and done that, who had achieved what I wanted mm-hmm. to achieve. And then someone who shared my morals and ethics, my way of doing business. Because you can hire somebody who can make you money, but you're not going to like how you... Spoil you. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, do you have good rapport with the person. Mm-hmm. And I did. So, you know, those things. Hired Tom. We worked together for three months. It was great. And then my first, I guess you would say, real, real coach mm-hmm. was Yannick Silver, a very Yannick. famous oh, guy in the I know, internet. I know Yannick. Space. He's yeah. a great guy. He is wonderful yeah. We guy. spent a week together on Richard Branson Island. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Joe some, and him. Yeah, you've been on some Yannick adventures. Like, like, yeah, that yeah. guy knows how to work hard and play hard. Yeah, he does. Amazing. Yeah, so that's how I got started yeah. with the fitness stuff. In 2006, it really took off. I started coaching other fitness experts to do the same thing because so many people would email me, how do I make money with my expertise? So I taught people for about 10 years how to do that. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it. I love, you know, a lot of these people are my great friends to this day, like Joel Marion, mm-hmm. who became mm-hmm. a coaching client of mine in 2008. Mm-hmm. Now he's one of the most successful fitness marketers of all time. You know, he built a supplement company from zero to 100 million in 18 months. Not just like, I mean, first of all, zero to 100 million is great, but he did it in 18 (laughs) months. I mean, his copywriting skills are about as good as John Benson's, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, if Joel listens to this, they're better. If John listens to this, don't worry, you're John, you're better. Yeah, so he, he he has a program. What is the name of the John program? Benson, yeah. the video sales letter accelerator yes, or yeah, something? Yeah, 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 I mean he's just a whiz too. Yeah. So you know, those guys, you know, I met John through the fitness world mm-hmm. and all this stuff. So I was coaching in that area, but then I wanted to do more than just mm-hmm. fitness stuff. And so I bought this business early to rise. Yeah. 
Uh, there's a kind of a neat story about that, about the vision that mm-hmm. I had for my future, and ended up with Early to Rise, which helps people build their wealth, their health, their personal relationships. Mm-hmm. Bought that from a mentor of mine named Mark Ford, mm-hmm. and then the next thing along was the book, and then I switched out of the fitness mm-hmm. into the coaching that I do today. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So what was some, what was the, the number one lesson that you got from your mentors or one mentor that, you know, that helped you become who you are today in the yeah, business yeah, and in personal life? Yeah, a great question. And I yeah. think it goes back to, you know, the story behind Early to Rise. I love telling this story, so mm-hmm. I'll tell it because it answers your question mm-hmm. as well. And then I was having a vision, a clear path for your life, where you want to get to. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you talk about this all the mm-hmm. time. It's because if people don't know, if they have all these things they want to do, they're too scattered. You need to be laser focused. And so when I hired Tom, the very first question on the very first call, he said to me, Craig, what do you want your business to look like in five years from now? Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I would like to have a business like Early to Rise. And mm-hmm. Early to Rise was very, very popular back then, had hundreds of thousands of followers in you know, the middle of the 2000s, which is really big for back then. And so Tom knew it, and he said, well, Craig, if you want to do that, you have to become a better speaker, a better trainer, a better coach, a better writer. You need to do all of these things. And and I was like, okay, yeah, then no problem, because I totally agree with you, because that's a great business. Mm-hmm. So I went and started doing those things. I joined another mastermind with Yannick. Mm-hmm. I started doing my own events. I started, I was a terrible speaker at the start, but I learned how to become a better mm-hmm. speaker, learned how to become better on video. I was very introverted back then, so mm-hmm. I had to learn how to go and network with people and, and grow friendships, and I was able to do that. And I did all of those things, and then I had a similar conversation with mm-hmm. a friend of mine, a guy named Matt Smith, And Matt said, well, what do you want the fitness business to become? And I said, I still want to have something like Early to Rise. A few months later, he's talking to Mark Ford, and Mark Ford says, I'm ready to sell the business, just out of the blue. And so Matt sends me a message and says, hey, do you still want to own Early to Rise? I said, absolutely. So we flew to Florida. We went to Mark's cigar bar and hung out with him (laughs) for a while, and we negotiated the deal over some tequila. And it was five years and three months and 17 days after Tom asked me, what do you want your business to look like in five years from now, that I got not just a business like Early to Rise, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the exact, the exact business. business. Yeah. So I was three months late, so don't hold that against me. But other mm-hmm. than that, mm-hmm. it was just a powerful example of not the law of attraction, mm-hmm. because that there's more to it. It's the law of action attraction. Mm-hmm. When you know exactly what mm-hmm. you want, mm-hmm. then you can set a straight line to success, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. Jordan Belford would say, and you get mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I learned then, and now I just share that with all my coaching clients. Let's figure out exactly mm-hmm. what you want mm-hmm. so we can get you there. Wow. If you are enjoying interviews so far, make sure to follow me on other social media. You will find me on YouTube and Facebook as Million Mori Warrior Family on Instagram as Smillion Mori and on LinkedIn and Twitter as Smillian Mori S-M-I-L-J-A-N-M-O-R-I yeah. You're still managing the early to rise? Yeah, business? we still do that. We uh-huh. see we... Um, uh, it's a little bit different business than it, than it used to be, but we still aim to serve people on mm-hmm. all those different mm-hmm. levels. And now it's you know it's very based mm-hmm. around the perfect day formula mm-hmm. and the workshops we've created around that mm-hmm. and the new book that I have coming out soon. And it really just helps. Uh, we really focus now on the small business mm-hmm. entrepreneur you know, mm-hmm. because that's mm-hmm. what we know best and we want to help mm-hmm. them. So what is the new book about? The new or book is it is, a secret? The new book is called Unstoppable, wow. and it's how to overcome anxiety, get through hell, mm-hmm. and dominate in business and life. And so it's, it's taking... You know, it's picking up my story mm-hmm. about how I had the anxiety attacks, diving deeper into mm-hmm. that, realizing that a lot of the anxiety stemmed from mm-hmm. me just being too overwhelmed with opportunity, mm-hmm. too, too um, unstructured in my life, and then going through and helping people get rid of the mental clutter in their head mm-hmm. so that they can have a clear path. Because once you get clarity, you go, oh, okay, I'm way less anxious about it. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of stuff about the physical aspects of anxiety mm-hmm. in there mm-hmm. as well to overcome it quickly and then also keep it away. So, I mean, I haven't had an anxiety attack. I mean, I could go and drink three Red Bulls and I wouldn't have an anxiety attack because I've learned how to understand myself mm-hmm. and, and to to realize what actually brings on anxiety. It's not caffeine. It's mm-hmm. not the physical stuff. It's if you let things mm-hmm. get out of control mm-hmm. upstairs. 
Yeah, so I'm really right. excited to get that out because every day I read about high performers mm-hmm. um, in music, in sports, in business who all have some level of anxiety, and wow. I know that I can help them with that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I'm really excited to share Great that. Great mission. Yeah, exactly. Great mission. It's just helping entrepreneurial anxiety, I call mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about this perfect deal formula. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow I'm going to sit in this room yes. in your workshop. Uh, how is the Perfect Life Workshop different from the book? It's a great question. It really dives deep, and we start basically at the highest level mm-hmm. with uh, values and vision because I mm-hmm. say your values and your vision drive mm-hmm. every decision. So, mm-hmm. for example, my health value for me, for my future, is that I want to feel like I'm 17 forever. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't run and jump like I was 17, but, I mean, I feel great. I can mm-hmm. walk around, move, you know, very mobile, very great feeling, and I want to feel like this for a long mm-hmm. time. Now, if that's my value, that's going to dictate how I eat, how I sleep, how much movement I get. You know, when I get off the airplane, the first thing I do is not, is not go to the hotel and watch TV. It's I go to Whole Foods, I walk to Whole Foods, I get some exercise, I get out, I get healthy food, I stock up. And every time I go to the gym, I have to do this 10-minute uh, old man warm-up that I, I call it. It's boring, but I, know I have to do it if I want to feel good for the mm-hmm. rest of the mm-hmm. day. So that's how your value drives you. Okay. Now, we start with that, then mm-hmm. we can start narrowing it down. We can start eliminating things, getting rid of the, you know, there's a lot of obstacles in mm-hmm. our lives mm-hmm. that, you know, whether it's peer pressure, whether it's self-identity with stuff that doesn't serve us in life. Like I used to say that I was introverted. Mm-hmm. So I put myself in the introvert box. And when you're in the introvert box or if you're in the uh, workaholic box, now you get to use all these excuses. Oh, I'm introverted. I can't go and talk to that stranger because I'm introverted. Mm-hmm. I can just sit back and be rude or something like that. And it doesn't serve you in life. So eventually at some point I realized I got to break out of this box mm-hmm. and overcome my limitations. So mm-hmm. we, we help people identify those things and we give them a plan to overcome it. And then we work down to, okay, here's what you want to accomplish in the next year. Here's the 90-day plan we're going to put in place. Here's a 30-day plan. So we get very pragmatic by the end Mm -hmm. of it because I've experienced in so many areas in marketing and all this type of stuff so that I can help people figure out exactly what they need Mm -hmm. to do, whether it's hiring people, Mm -hmm. building their team, whether it is building out uh, sales scripts or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, we can do that. So it's very customized to the people in the room, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, you and I were talking before Mm -hmm. about how many people are in the room. And when I said five, you were kind of surprised because it is very small, but it has to be in order to do that. Mm -hmm. And then we give them at the end, they have that plan and they get after that, for 12 months of follow-up, they get the secret ingredient of success, mm-hmm. I call it, which is accountability. Mm-hmm. Because, wow. yeah, because all the information you want, it's out there for free on YouTube, yeah. podcasts, everything. It, I mean, you can find exactly what you want, whether you want to set up click funnels or whether you want to, you know, get on a phone sales call or you want to fix a toilet. It's all yeah, out there yeah, on yeah, YouTube. Yeah. So why don't we do it? And it's because nobody's holding us accountable yeah, to it. Yeah. So that's the missing ingredient. Yeah, the, the, that is a great topic that you brought up, accountability. I had Marshall Goldsmith, which is executive number one coach in the world. He said, I quote him in every yeah, workshop. Yeah, I said, I'm the number one coach, but I need help. Yeah. And, and he talks about the accountability, the five yeah. questions yeah, that yeah, he yeah, asked yeah. with his accountability Did I do enough? To, yeah. to make myself happy, did I do enough? Yeah, it's, it's great. It's really great. And so what I found is that when you have accountability to the right people, mm-hmm. because there's actually like a little bit more to the accountability mm-hmm. than just getting accountability, when you have it to the right people, you can move mountains. Mm-hmm. And I actually use this exact phrase. You must be accountable to somebody that you deeply do not want to disappoint. Mm-hmm. So you have to get accountability to somebody that you deeply do not want to disappoint. Mm-hmm. When you have that, you can move mountains. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for example, like I've been in Yannick's coaching programs. I like the guy a lot. He's a really good friend of mine. But at the end of the day, if I don't do everything Yannick says, I'm, I'm still sleeping fine. Now, Bedros Koulian, on the other hand, is like a brother to me, brother mm-hmm. to me. I mean, so if Bedros says, you got to go and do this, and I don't do it, Man, I don't even know if I want to see him. You know, I'm, like, I'm going to hide under my jacket. You know, I can't, you know, because because he'll give me the Armenian death stare. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you've ever had an Armenian he, death he's stare. He's from Armenia. Yeah, yeah. He has an amazing story about uh, yeah, escaping yeah. Armenia. And so I just, I don't want to let him down because it's like letting down the big brother that I never had. And so mm-hmm. when I had that, he's the one who's had the greatest impact on me making personal mm-hmm. changes, professional changes, because he would say, 
listen, I believe in you. I know that you're capable of so much more, and I want you to go out and do it. Mm-hmm. And, and then I would see him making so much change in his mm-hmm. life. In fact, he says uh, before this book was written, he was the test guinea pig for everything in this book because he and I have been coaching mm-hmm. masterminds mm-hmm. together for over 10 years, mm-hmm. and we've had hundreds of dinners together. And he would see me, oh, I'm, I'm going to bed now, I'll talk to you in the morning. And he'd be like, what are you going to bed for? It's only, you know, 10 o'clock. And, and then he'd wake up late the next morning and go, well, wait a minute, maybe this guy's on to something here mm-hmm. and planning out and doing all this stuff. And so he changed over time. And if he changed over time following my advice, I darn well better, you know, change over time following his, his advice. advice yeah. so, so that's when I realized it's accountability is somebody that you deeply do not want to disappoint. Mm-hmm that will make you move mountains, mm-hmm. whether it's professional or whether it's a personal change you have to make mm-hmm. too. So you mentioned this uh, uh, going to bed. Yeah. So when do you go to bed? Usually when I'm at home, regular day, I'll go to bed around 8.30. I can't believe, I read this book, I said, this guy is joking. Right. You right. are in the bed at 8 p.m. I know, I know, it's not very European. <laughs> no. <laughs> But you know, I just shifted my, my 24 hours mm-hmm. around And what I also did was I realized my weaknesses. I'm, I have the same weaknesses everybody else does. Mm-hmm. Social media, you know, okay. news websites, email, all these things. And I also love mornings, and I want to do a lot of stuff in the mornings. And I'm like, the only option I have is to get up earlier. Now, I'm also, I grew, grew up on a farm, so I appreciate mm-hmm. the early mornings. You know, I was, mm-hmm. It wasn't something, it was something new to me ever. And so... When I had my anxiety attacks though, mm-hmm. I was getting up at 7.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And when I would wake up at 7.30 in the morning, even if I had gone to bed at you know, 11 mm-hmm. o'clock the night before, I was still waking up with a feeling of anxiety. I'm already behind, I'm already behind. Even though 7.30 in the morning mm-hmm. is still early to some people, it wasn't to me. And so I was like, okay, tomorrow I got up at 7.25 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I did that for a couple of days, 7.20, mm-hmm. 7.15. And so slowly I worked up to 5.30 in the morning and mm-hmm. I stayed there for a long time, which is still pretty early to some people. And then I started traveling a lot for work, a lot mm-hmm. of trips out to the West Coast, a lot of early morning flights. And I was like, but I still want to do my writing first thing in the morning mm-hmm. before I get tempted and distracted mm-hmm. by other things like social media. So I'll get up a little bit earlier. And eventually I just settled at four o'clock in the morning. And now I'm thinking about going a little bit earlier because Mark Wahlberg, the famous movie star, gets up at 3.45 a.m. No And The Rock gets up at four o'clock in the morning. And so, you know, these guys, you know, they're very focused on their task. And, you know, if they can do it, I, I, I can continue to do it. And I, and I just love it. I love mm-hmm. the peace of the early morning. I love writing in the early morning. I get my best work done and I've won the day. And so it works for me. But, mm-hmm. you know, I also go back to my friend, Joel Marion. Yeah. He built that supplement company working from 10 p.m. till 4 a.m. every day. 10 p.m. till 4 a.m. Because that just worked for him. Because he would, he would get up late, he would spend time with his family, he'd put the kids to bed, and then he'd go right to work. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I would go to his home in Florida, he has a very large home in Florida, I'd stay in the guest house right beside his office, I'd get up at four o'clock in the morning, and that'd be, the si- he, that'd be the signal for him, he'd be like, oh. And Thank then you. he would go to bed, and then I'd see him again at like two o'clock in the afternoon. We were like wow. two guys just passing in the night there because we had totally different, totally different schedules. But he still followed the formula, mm-hmm. but not on the same hours. And so mm-hmm. I had to come up with this phrase. It's not about the hour you get up. Okay. It's about what you do with the hours mm-hmm. that you are up. Mm-hmm. So not about the hour that you get up, but it's what you do with the hours that you are up. And for mm-hmm. me, in order for me to have the results, I have to be the guy getting up early in mm-hmm. the morning. Uh, it's best for my health. It's best for my, my mm-hmm. happiness and my wealth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that works for me. And everybody's got to find what works for them. One, one, one year ago, I sat on my, uh, vacation, at my vacation home uh, mm-hmm. with uh, my friend Robin Sharma. Oh, yeah. And he just finished his new book, 5 AM Club. Yeah. And I told him, look, Robin, we are very good friends, <laughs> but I'm never going to wake up. <laughs> at 5 a.m. because be I, club. I'm not a morning person. And now, seven, eight, nine months later, I'm waking up at 5 a.m. So I changed, I changed everything. Man. When I read your book, it sounds like great idea, but I didn't do it. Right. But then something happened in my life and I said, okay, I have to change something. Yeah. So if I could do it, anybody can do it. Right, <laughs> right. I, I like to tell this story. There's a guy named Neil Strauss, very famous yeah. author, and he used to like cover all the rock bands and when he worked for like the Rolling Stone. 
And then he did an experiment where he's like, I'm going to get up early in the morning. And, you know, he did it. He was able to make that change mm-hmm. from night owl to early morning person. And I think one other thing to mention with the book is that if somebody's getting up at 8 mm-hmm. o'clock or 7.30 right now, don't get up at 5 o'clock tomorrow, okay? Yeah, oh, don't absolutely. try and make that change. Mm-hmm. It's like saying, oh, you eat pizza and soda all the time? Well, only now you can have ch- chicken and broccoli. It's not going to work, no, you no, know? No. So five minutes at a time like I did or, you know, at the most 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. But just getting up an extra 10 or 15 minutes before everybody else in the mm-hmm. house gives you a few minutes to breathe, mm-hmm. to, to think, to have clarity, to mm-hmm. maybe, you know, just have a little bit of time for yourself. So if you have young kids, I know it can get crazy. And so you just have to go, okay, I just need a little bit of time for myself. And now I'm ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. And that is where you get a bit of a, a win, momentum, motivation. The rest mm-hmm. of the day mm-hmm. goes better. What answer would you give to somebody that, uh, that would comment on this, that you are too structured, you are too disciplined, no spontaneity, you are planning everything? Well, I think that's a fair question, a fair point. And I think that you can go too far in that. Um, But I think that it depends on your personality Mm -hmm. level. Like, so for me, I've always been a very structured person. So it's Mm -hmm. easy for me to talk about this. Mm -hmm. And I live my life kind of by extreme example that someone will look at this and not try and say, oh, well, I can't do it because it's too structured. Mm -hmm. But we'll look at it and say, you know what, I'm open-minded to having a little bit more structure Mm -hmm. in my Mm -hmm. life. But I also am totally open to that criticism and say, mm-hmm. yeah, you can get too structured. So you want to be very careful. Now, some people don't have to plan for fun. They're very spontane- mm-hmm. spontaneous. Mm-hmm. I have never been that way. So I have to plan for fun. A lot of entrepreneurs have to plan mm-hmm. for fun. And so if it takes more structure in order for you to plan out time for your family, to plan out mm-hmm. fun, then that might be the way it has to be. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's okay, because you're going to have people of all spe- spectrums mm-hmm. here, those who are very spontaneous, those who mm-hmm. are very structured, and you just have to take the best of the book and apply it where mm-hmm. you can. Mm-hmm. So today in the workshop, we had a guy who said, you know, I'm very spontaneous. I, I'm not one of these normally structured people, but I'm not getting the results that I want. And I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. Four days a week, super structured. Then Three. spontaneous, you know, back to your normal self, and that way you have that that fine mastery of your life—not mm-hmm. a balance, but a fine mastery of your life—so that you can have everything you want. Mm-hmm. Whereas another person in the room was more like me, and they're like, I, "I I can't find time for fun with my kids and my family." I'm like, "You don't find time for anything. You have to make time for it, right?" Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I I now teach people. I'm actually working on a new book called The Perfect Week Formula because mm-hmm. I got a lot of criticism, mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, not every day looks the same. I got a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. And I've been teaching The Perfect Week Formula, and I'll teach it to you mm-hmm. tomorrow because mm-hmm. um, I teach it every workshop. You have to plan your business around your life. Mm-hmm. So when you think about that, it's your business around your life, meaning when you plan your week out, all of your, your life stuff, your family, your self-care, your date nights, those go on the calendar first, and then you fit in business around that. Wow. Yeah, and that's just been really helpful for people because so many entrepreneurs come to me and say, Craig, when I'm at work, I think about home. When I'm at home, I think about work. And I want that to stop because that's what leads to the anxiety mm-hmm. because now they have all, you know, all this, the wheels are turning yeah, yeah. and it causes a lot of stress. And so we need to align them with yeah. you know, their family and their time like that. I'm so happy that you brought up this concept, build a life and then the business. Because yeah. a couple of months ago, I, I interviewed Grant Cardone. Mm-hmm. And I asked him a question about work-life balance. And he said, I don't believe in work-life balance. I just build my life and around my life, I build my business. Oh, that's great. And it, for, for me, it was first time to, to see this, to yeah. hear this metaphor. And yeah. And, and I mean, I, I'm inspired by that guy in so many ways. Yeah. And I just love the way that he's able to to play while he's working mm-hmm. and, and work while he's playing. And I think that, you know, it's, it's not everybody's Grant Cardone no, you know, in so many ways, but, you know, there's a lot to, to learn from that. How mm-hmm. can we make the most of everything mm-hmm. that we do? But most importantly, take care of family mm-hmm. and take care of even yourself, mm-hmm. even, your, you know, because so many entrepreneurs, they're grinding themselves into the ground, not giving them time to step away, recharge. You have to look at yourself like mm-hmm. an athlete. You know, you clearly take care of yourself. Yeah. I take care of myself. And, 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 you know, like when I go to Whole Foods, when I, when I land, I go to Whole Foods and I get the food that then supplies mm-hmm. me to stay energetic and, and going forward mm-hmm. for the rest so that I can go out and have, you know, some days are long days mm-hmm. and... I can have those long days back to back because I'm prepared for them, trained for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
it. Do you want to become extremely confident in a short period of time? Download my free ebook Warrior Mindset at www.warriorfamily.com and learn the best mental hacks and strategies to build your confidence. So what, what is the best use of your time? Or what is the best use of uh, entrepreneur time? Yeah. We have to do so many things. Yeah, to do, then we have different projects, mm-hmm. emails, social media, <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Right, right. Jesus. Well, I mean, first of all, leverage, leveraging your time as much as possible. But when, when we do that mm-hmm. weekly planning, you know, after we've put in all this stuff for our family, after we've taken care of ourselves, the next thing that I put before we get into like regular business stuff is a block of mm-hmm. what's called deep work time, you know, most important task time, mm-hmm. magic time is what I call it. Mm-hmm. Block of time where you're working on your most important project, whether it's a marketing, whether it's writing book chapters, that mm-hmm. stuff that, that as Stephen Covey would say, non-urgent but important, important work yeah. that really moves things ahead. And so that gets blocked on the calendar before any other work gets blocked mm-hmm. in. And mm-hmm. you have to adhere to that. Now, a lot of people don't end up doing that in the day because they're so busy. They have a reactive approach. They get up, they check the social media, they check the Facebook, they check the email, and you're lost, right? My day is screwed. Yeah, yeah, for two reasons. One, you get all these things running through your head and your emotions get messed up by what you see. But second of all, you can get sucked in there. You know, it's like yeah, a time yeah, machine yeah. when you go on Instagram, direct messaging. I'll, be, I'll, I'll get out of there 40 minutes later and yeah. go, what happened, you know? Uh, which is great because I get so many of them, but it's yeah. uh, very interesting. So that's why I get up and I go right to work. I'm, I know a lot of people, they get up, they do meditation, they might do some exercise, they do all these things. I'm not willing to do that because mm-hmm. I don't want, I, I actually view myself as one of the laziest people in the world. And that's why I have to have these systems in place because mm-hmm. I can't rely on willpower or discipline. I have to rely on systems and, not, and habits that have built mm-hmm. so that it automatically, I, I automatically get up, I go mm-hmm. to my writing, I have my writing planned out, I get my writing done, I've won the day. Now, mm-hmm. anything can happen over the course of the rest of the day. It doesn't matter. I've already got my big victory done. Mm-hmm. So every entrepreneur needs to identify what the most important thing is they need mm-hmm. to do that mm-hmm. day or for the next day, mm-hmm. and then plan and block that time. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe you won't do it first thing, maybe you'll do it at 11 o'clock, maybe you'll do it at two o'clock, but when you block that in, that's a non-negotiable thing. That's mm-hmm. like going to your lawyer's office, you can't miss that meeting, or going to the doctor, you cannot miss that. You have mm-hmm. to block it off, protect that time mm-hmm. when you're most productive, most creative, I call that finding your magic time over mm-hmm. the course mm-hmm. of the day. And then if you can do that, you've won. Yeah. So for you, the number one key priority or activity that is bringing you money is writing. Writing of something. So okay. it might, one day it might be a sales script or for mm-hmm. a webinar or something. Another day it might be you know, book chapters. Uh, other days it might be emails, uh, not emails, mm-hmm. but uh, the article, the coaching article to my mm-hmm. top clients. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be something around mm-hmm. writing mm-hmm. because that's what I'm really, mm-hmm. really uh, focused on. Uh, also, one of the other things for, for revenue generation now is I've gotten more into Instagram, and mm-hmm, I, I, I actually love Instagram as yeah. a source of uh, client and lead generation, is doing my daily story. But that only takes a couple mm-hmm. of minutes, and I can really crank those out pretty quick. Actually, you build a course around how yeah. to, how to yeah, do I the did. story. And, and it's probably one of the most rewarding things that I've ever created, even though I've created a fitness program that's helped millions of people. Uh, getting an email from somebody the next day after they bought the course and them saying, I've already made $1,000, mm. not even in 24 hours, but just by implementing a few simple strategies has been very rewarding for me. Am I right? Because I purchased the, the perfect uh, life uh, workshop, Right. I, I got access to all these courses that you have? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot of value. Inside. Yeah, man. We have, we, have, we have an entire... I bought I bought some uh, courses like morning yeah, yeah. rituals and yeah. everything. And I, the, I'm and pretty sure we were funded. Back. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, couldn't believe <laughs> Well, that's... Here, here is your money back. Yeah. Well, As you know, a that's... a workshop participant, you are, you know, entitled to yeah, this. Yeah, you are my, my top tier client. And so I have a friend of mine, a guy named Porter Stansberry, who runs a huge financial newsletter company. And he describes the way that he treats his customers as... I treat my customers the way I would like to be treated if I was in their shoes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's fair. You know, you, know you, you invest a great amount of money and time to be here in mm-hmm. London. You extended your trip. 
and now I'm going to keep $27 from you, it's not, it's not worth damaging the relationship, you know? For me, this was something that I never seen. Yeah. Never. Oh, well. And for you know, me, I, it was like, I, I buy a piece of bread, and you say, okay, now you can take whatever you want. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Well, I, I'm just so proud in a, of, of the products that we've created that yeah. I want to get them in your hands, and I just get so excited. I don't, you know, practically give them away for free sometimes. So how do you make time also for personal development? Yeah, great question. Or so, professional development, yeah. or learning new stuff, and creating the content, the courses. And yeah, so, when do you so create for, content, courses? So, so for me, the way that I do it is I, I batch everything in terms of creating stuff. Mm -hmm. So I will just, I just, with the, the morning routine, with this Instagram stuff is, I get to a point where I know it like that. I've talked it like for the for the Instagram course, I presented it at several masterminds, kind of like, you know, roughing it. It's like Chris Rock going into a comedy club, doing a couple bad sets. Oh, now great. He's refined it to an HBO special. <laughs> so I did the same thing with the the social story stuff, <laughs> going on a bunch of podcasts too, explaining it, seeing where people didn't understand it. And then I was able to just go up and, and talk about <laughs> it for six hours. Bang, we got a course. We got all these bonuses. We got all this cool stuff. <laughs> it's practically done for people. Um, when I'm doing my own personal development, it's kind of like going back to the way Grant Cardone lives his life. Mm -hmm. It's like you can't tell when he's working and not working. And it's because almost all of my best friends are guys who are into personal development, who are business mm -hmm. partners of mine. So I went on a safari with this guy, Joel Marion. He brought uh, a few other guys who are really good friends who are also into a lot of personal development. And we, you know, we had great conversations while having really a cool experiences mm -hmm. and that just elevates your level of learning. And in fact, I actually had this uh, life-changing moment on the safari mm -hmm. that, that started out as an embarrassing story for me because there's this, we went to Victoria Falls in Zimbabwe mm -hmm. and there's this very famous jump that you can do. Mm -hmm. It's very scary, it's 275 feet and you jump and you're harnessed to this thing and it's, it's not a bungee jump, but it's like it. So you get down and then it catches you here and you swing across mm -hmm. the water. So I was with four other guys. Uh, there were four other gentlemen in our group of 17, four other fathers, and they all did it. And I said, no, I don't want to do it. No, I don't want to do it. And we all left. We left. All the kids did the zip line. The fathers jumped off the thing and we left. And we was like, nobody was giving me a hard time. And then the one guy just wouldn't shut up about it. Mm -hmm. And so fortunately, we went back the next day. I didn't ask to go back, but the kids wanted to go back and do mm -hmm. the zip line because they loved it so much. And I'm like, and I had been thinking, if I ever get the chance to do this again, I'm going to do it. And so fortunately, I got the chance. And so it was just like I had, I just made up all these excuses. And, and I felt really hypocritical about it because <laughs> here I am telling people, you know, yeah. Get you know, out make the these comfort. big leaps, tell you, step out of your comfort zone, <laughs> and I'm not doing it. And, and so there was so much internal uh, you know, dissidence inside yeah. of me. And, and so it's like, oh, we're going back there? Well, I'm going to do the jump. And Joel's like, you are? That's amazing. And, and so I went, and I just got harnessed up, and I put it on my Instagram. It has, has the most views of any video I've ever put up. And I just, I just get on the, on the ledge, get hooked up, and I just jumped off. I didn't, I didn't think, I didn't allow yeah. myself to think myself yeah, yeah. out of it. And, and in, in a situation like that, it's like, listen, it's, and it's the same with like when you're buying a course, whether you're getting mm -hmm. a coach, listen, it's worked for other people. Mm -hmm. You just have to do the work. You just have to step off and you're going to be mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that was big because that was a great example of why I got anxiety mm -hmm. attacks. Mm -hmm. Because I would spend all my life, all my days thinking, thinking. Uh, well, should I do this? Should I, do, mm -hmm. should I not do this? What happens if I do it? No, stop thinking. Mm -hmm. And so have you heard of Tim Grover, author yeah, of Relentless? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tim, I've hired him for my uh, Perfect Life Retreat coming up this mm -hmm. year. And that's one of his messages in the book. You know, he was one of his athletes was, oh, I don't know what's wrong with me. And it's like, stop thinking. Stop thinking. You're trained. You go out there. You do. And so that's what I did. I'm like, I'm not going to think. They just say, step off. Go to your step off to your left, and that's all I did. Mm -hmm. You know, I got harnessed on. Boom, stepped off. And I tell you what, man, you 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 jump off. And I jumped off with a bit of a joke. I jumped mm -hmm. off yelling turbulence, yeah. which is the name of my program. Yeah, yeah. And then you start screaming because you're like, oh my, like you your brain can't comprehend. You don't know what's going on. You're accelerating, and you actually run out of scream, 
before the fall is over. So I'm like, ah, and I'm still falling. falling. So I have to start screaming <laughs> again. And, and then all of a sudden it catches you. And it catches you and you, f- you have this complete shift in how you're feeling. You're like, wow, and I'm, yeah, it's, it's really hard to explain. But one of the reasons why I really wanted to do it, in addition to the mm-hmm. guy who talked about it all the mm-hmm. time, was his son described the zip line as like, you're really, really, you know, scared and all of a sudden you hit this point and your emotions are freed. And he was, it was like a 12-year-old kid saying that. I was like, wow. that's really weird. And I'm like, I actually kind of really need that. So I'm going to do this <laughs> jump if I get the chance. And I would say it kind of did feel like that. And it's like, okay, now it's just another thing mm-hmm. where in your life when you do something, you go, oh, if I did that, yeah. then I can do this. Yes. And then when I do this, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And when I do this, I can do this. And, and so that one was was mm-hmm. I think is really gonna have a big impact mm-hmm. on my life. Wow. So that's how I get personal development, uh, despite busy schedules. With other guys yeah, it's just it's being friend. it's personal development's really from being around having mm-hmm. conversations with guys like mm-hmm. you, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you know, when you go to strategic coach, when you go to workshops, mm-hmm. I mean that's where the the real personal development comes from. You yeah. know, and doing this podcast, yeah. I'm sure. I'm following you on Instagram and I see you are already away from the United States for a month. Yeah, yeah, so maybe a little bit been? too long where have this you time. Been? What's that? Where have you been? Uh, so we, I started off, the plan was, well, for, let me just give a bit of a backstory. So mm-hmm. every year, this, this was our ninth year, every year I teach an entrepreneurship camp in mm-hmm. Lithuania. So I always come to Europe in the summertime. Why in Lithuania? Great question. So uh, a whole bunch of guys in the late 90s, who uh, guys I don't know, uh, wanted to go and teach entrepreneurship behind the Iron Curtain, you know, the wall fell, all that stuff. They wanted to take the American lessons. And so they did it. And in 2009, they asked one of my friends to go and speak at one of their events, and he did. And someone in the audience from Lithuania said, hey, you know what, you were great. I bet you you can do your own version and do it better. And so he was like, yeah, you know what, I probably can. You know, So he, he had his first one in 2010. Uh, he was a friend of mine, so he invited me to speak. Mm-hmm. And so I've been going every year. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's in Lithuania. It's always been at the same place. Okay. And, and the girl who organizes it is from Vilnius, Lithuania. So we had, it's just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a middle of nowhere, Lithuania, and we do it there. And so every year I'm coming to Europe for that, 100%. I'm, nev- I'm not going to miss it unless you know, there's some mm-hmm. extraordinary circumstances. So I will always come to Europe and, and do this trip. Now, it also happened that my friend Joel Marion, he takes his family on a big vacation every year. And sometimes I go with them. So two years ago, we went to the Rio Olympics. It was really great. Uh, this year, he said, I want to go on a safari. And I'm like, I, I love his daughters. And I, did, I wanted to see them, see the lions. So I'm like, yeah, I'll go for sure. So the thing is, I had the safari, and then I had a five-day break before the camp. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to go all the way back to America. So after the safari... I decided I would go to Montenegro and meet up with a friend. We'd do some hiking. But even before I got to South Africa, I stopped in Germany, did a workshop. Because yeah. there's always leverage, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Leverage, yeah. leverage, leverage. Especially a guy like you traveling the world, you got to get the most out of, yeah. The, yeah. of the amount of travel. So I did day in Frankfurt. Then I flew to, to South Africa, did a workshop there for um, South African mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. And I will say this. It is, it's interesting to go around the world and meet people and see, uh, you know, if you come from Eastern Europe, you know, you have this view of mm-hmm. entrepreneurship and uh, Australia, maybe, you know, you're not the same as America because they have the tall poppy syndrome in, in Australia. But South Africa, they have, they have small thinking. It, it was real, it was, it was a, a great day because mm-hmm. they were real, they were like big thinkers of the group, mm-hmm. but even a big thinking South African entrepreneur was, it was, it was very interesting to see like how much mental blockage they had mm-hmm. in their head. Mm-hmm. And we all have mental blockage. I mean, yeah, I still have course, some, yeah. but my goodness, uh, I'd never worked with a group like that, but I'm so excited for that country because I see so much potential. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. smart people, um, they just got their politics all messed mm-hmm, up. And mm-hmm. so, so I did that. Then I did a couple days in Cape Town. Then we did the safari. And then it was, okay, time to go to, to Montenegro, Montenegro through Croatia. Um, got to Montenegro. Enjoyed my time there. Got bitten by a bug. So I got this giant bug bite on my side here. So total misadventure. <laughs> this is why this trip has been too long. And so I got this bite. And it, it swelled up. And, and I got didn't get the right treatment. So... And then 
went and did the camp in Lithuania. I wasn't feeling well, so it wasn't the greatest camp for me this year. Then I fly, I have a full day of travel mm -hmm. from Lithuania to London. It's not easy to get from Lithuania to anywhere. And the morning of that trip, I woke up and my immune system had conquered the bite, but now my immune system was going overboard. And I don't know if you can see, but there's like little red dots yeah, yeah, on yeah, me right yeah, now. Yeah. So my immune system was attacking myself now. So yesterday on the flight, I'm, it's the worst flight ever, uh, you know, because I'm thinking about, I got to get to London, I got to get to a doctor. Fortunately, I got to the doctor. He said, you're going to be okay. It's, it, this thing's fine. You just need a little bit of medication to calm down your immune system. So okay. I'm much better now. You know, <laughs> I woke up this morning, it looked like I had the mumps or chicken pox or something like that. But anyways, that's my grand adventure. And so it will, it will be 31 mm -hmm. days by the end because I decided, hey, I'll tack mm -hmm. on a few workshops here mm -hmm. in London. Mm -hmm. So we have three sold out workshops. I could have done five probably, mm -hmm. but uh, I want to go to a football game on Saturday. I don't want to waste my Saturday while I'm here. And then I fly Who's home. Who's playing? Uh, we're going to go to a Tottenham game because ah, I want to see these young guys score a lot of goals. Mm -hmm. And then uh, <laughs> and then I'll head back to uh, Toronto, Canada on Sunday. Uh -huh. Yeah. If we go back to your childhood. Yeah. What was something, some limiting beliefs that you had to overcome from uh, the childhood? Yeah, all of them. Uh, so, all of them. Yeah. There are many. <laughs> <laughs> I, got the, I got the whole menu of limiting beliefs. Pick, um, pick yeah, I mean, my parents were great. I love them very much. Mm -hmm. uh, my mother's still around. My father passed away a while ago. But I uh, grew up on a farm in Canada. Mm -hmm. So we weren't dirt poor, but we didn't have a lot of money. I remember we, you know, going to grade school with patches on my pants, very embarrassing. Uh, my father, though, mm -hmm. he was a, a very hard worker, but he was an alcoholic. So, mm -hmm. you know, for 30 years, he drank, you know, he was drunk. But when I get home from school, he's drunk. Very embarrassing. You know, he would go to my hockey games and stuff like that. My, very embarrassing for my sister because, I mean, as a guy, you're kind of okay with it. But when you're a girl, you don't want an mm -hmm. alcoholic as a father. Mm -hmm. Not a very good, strong relationship between him and my mom. So I have, you know, I didn't mm -hmm. really see a good relationship between a man and a woman. Um, but, you know, we had the money issues mm -hmm. and my mom didn't make a lot of money. She was just a, a secretary mm -hmm. at a factory. She was always worried, you know, you know just go and get a, uh, a job as an accountant, please, you know, get a real job. You know, because she didn't finish high school. So she was, she was always pushing us. And I think one, a couple of the great things that they gave me were a work ethic because, mm -hmm. you know, she would come home from, from work and then sew clothes in the wintertime or she'd be in the garden till eight o'clock at night in the summertime. Mm -hmm. uh, my father would work until nine, 10 o'clock at night during harvest time. Uh, he would be, he, you know, cows don't take a day off from eating. So he worked every single day, you know, and, you know, his finger, like he didn't have all his fingers by the, by the end, but, you know, they were all cracked from the hard work. And so I saw how they worked. Um, I also, uh, my mom, you know, pushed me to do well in school. Mm -hmm. So I was always inspired to do that. And then also that uh, she taught me to save money. You know, because that was the only way for her to see anyone could make money was to save it. So mm -hmm. she taught me to, to do well with my money. Mm -hmm. So they gave me some stuff, but at the same time, they thought that money was a very scarce object. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, very much like almost everybody gets. And so I had to overcome a lot of that, a lot of bad money mindset, mm -hmm. bad relationship stuff. Um, and then, you know, father was very hard on me, you know, yelling at me a lot, a lot of verbal abuse. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, no physical abuse, but, you know, it's just belittling me and that can kind of hurt your confidence and stuff like that. So I had all those things to overcome. Uh, Bedros has been a great factor in that, you know, doing all my speaking, mm -hmm. writing my books, talking about it has been, mm -hmm. been good therapy for me. So I'm overcoming it. And, but those were the things that mm -hmm. I kind of got gifted, I suppose. And, and now I actually look at them as beneficial to me mm -hmm. because if I didn't have all these flaws, then I wouldn't have worked so hard to overcome them. And if I didn't work so hard to overcome them, I wouldn't have figured out the fastest way to overcome mm -hmm. them so that I could go and teach it to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's how I look at it. Uh, many, many people want to start their businesses today. Mm -hmm. They want to become entrepreneurs, coaches, speakers, authors. What is the, the, the main advice you would give them? Absolutely. Like future coaches. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Go out and find somebody that in that mentor position. Mm -hmm. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with going out and finding someone who is a great boss in a great business and working for them for a little bit, you know, becoming an apprentice mm -hmm. to them and seeing how they manage people, 
seeing how they run the business and teach you so that you can learn about numbers through doing rather than just reading books and trying to figure things out in yourself. Because three years of working for somebody who's a real high performer is probably better than 10, 15 years of you mm-hmm. doing it on your own. So I don't think there's anything wrong with doing it that way. Because you, in order to be a, gr- a good coach, you really need to know what it's like to go through the ups and downs and all that mm-hmm. stuff and not just coach on theory alone. So that's the, that's the way that mm-hmm. I look at it. You know, go out and get your life experiences mm-hmm. so that you can take, you know, these are general mm-hmm. principles. It's not rocket science, but I put it together in a way that I truly believe is the best order of it for mm-hmm. somebody to go and attack the issues that it deals with. And that's what you need to come up with. Okay, all the principles are out there. Everybody knows them. They're timeless. But how can you take your life experiences and apply it so that it's mm-hmm. kind of a newer message that people really resonate with? That's what I would recommend. We could talk for hours, probably. <laughs> uh, what advice would you give to somebody like me that has so many projects on the table, so many different ideas, yeah. uh, 10 quick start Colby, uh, <laughs> project after project, yeah, yeah, it is you know so, many of them? so addicting to, to yeah. like start the new stuff, yeah. But, yeah. but it really comes down to if you want to do great things, you have to do fewer things. Mm-hmm. If you want to do great things, you have to do fewer things. One of my favorite quotes from Warren Buffett, mm-hmm. the difference between successful people and very successful people is that very successful people say no to almost everything. Wow. Yeah, it's a great point. And, and it's hard, right? It's hard because, oh my goodness, this is great, this is going to help people, but you have to go really deep on that one thing. Mm-hmm. And so I went really deep in the fitness space for a while, and then I'm like, okay, I just don't love this. I'm, I'm done with this. I'm going to move over to this. And even when you know, I'm designing my business, I went to Bedros and said, here are the six things I'm going to do in this business. He goes, no, three. You got three, cut them. And you know, one or two were not too hard to cut, but man, that third thing to cut, I'd go, oh man, what, four? No, three. You know? And it was just because you got to have these these the right things in place so that you can really dive deep and help mm-hmm. a lot of people and 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 that's it and it's just figuring out what's going to make the biggest impact here mm-hmm. because you know we do see other people who are doing a lot of projects and go how can they do this and it's because the resources are bigger most of us just don't have big enough resources mm-hmm. to do 100 projects and when my coaching clients have followed that advice that's when they've had massive transformational results is when you get focused. And, mm-hmm. and I have to take my own advice on that too. <laughs> so, it, so it is simply, listen, I know we all like to start stuff, but you know it's really about the person mm-hmm. who finishes the stuff that makes the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if there was a magic reset button as it relates to starting a business, mm-hmm. what button would you press? Uh, in what way? What do you mean? You know, now, the coaching space that you are in now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I love the coaching space, and yeah. so I, I would definitely stick with this one. If there was anything that I would do different, different, yeah, uh, I would realize that it's just as easy, just as simple, maybe not easy, to go out and get the highest quality performing clients mm-hmm. like yourself work with you mm-hmm. than it is to try and work with somebody who's oh my goodness, it's so expensive. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't make invest, you know, that doesn't invest in themselves, and then try and fight that ideology. No, there's so many people out there who, who see the value of it, who see it as an investment. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, when people are saying to me, it's a big expense, I'm like, no, it's not an expense, it's an investment. Like, if you're making the payment plan, my goal as a coach is to make you double what you're paying mm-hmm. me every month. So in the first month, you're gonna be cash flow positive on this investment. And so it's, I would say go back and just maybe tailor my content a little bit differently to already attract people who mm-hmm. see that. Mm-hmm. And so the le- me- message out there, the lesson for everybody listening is, listen, there's different tiers of qu- uh, quality clients that you can go after. Don't go for the lowest level. It's mm-hmm. not 10 times harder to get the person who has 10 times more money or who's an, more mm-hmm. an affluent mm-hmm. person. Go for that marketplace mm-hmm. because that's a marketplace that's going to be around forever and mm-hmm. always is going to be less crowded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a great piece of advice. What about the goal setting? Uh, what, goals, what, what worked for you? In uh, a, you know, you have these courses, books well, on goal setting. Yeah. Like hundreds. yeah. So, so this is a great example. It goes back to the question of doing too much and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. And, and so I remember in 2007, I would write out two pages of goals for New Year's. You know, two pages yeah. in like 10-point font. To Santa Claus. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. Dear <laughs> Santa, bring me these goals. And... 
And then at the end of the year, I would achieve like three out of 50, and I'd be upset, even if the three out of the 50 mm -hmm. were good ones. And then Mark Ford, my mentor, taught mm -hmm. me to set only four goals per year. Four goals. One for your health, your wealth, your social self, and your personal development or personal mm -hmm. enrichment. And if you just set one major goal, you can then take that laser-focused approach to it rather than what I had. I had a shotgun-scattered approach. I had 50 different little pellets yes. on the bullseye, and nothing ever was significant. But now if you aim for that bullseye and you hit it, all the other stuff around it will improve. So that's what, that's what it is. It comes down to decrease the number of goals that you set. Make them major goals, stretch goals that are really going to have a big impact across many areas of your life. And when, it's, when the goals are set properly, and then you're going to move ahead and improve in so many areas of your life. And that was a big game changer for me over 10 years ago. Probably one of the most important things that Mark ever taught me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. How much, how much time uh, do you spend on Instagram? Right now, I do spend a lot. So mm -hmm. I'd probably say about 90 minutes a day. And 90 minutes a day uh, includes creating my stories, mm -hmm. going through all my direct messaging. I follow very few people, so I don't go through a lot of mm -hmm. other people's stuff. Uh, but I do go through a few people's stories. You should follow me now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I, I, will, I will watch every single one of Grant Cardone's stories, mm -hmm. uh, every single one of uh, Jason Capital's stories. Mm -hmm. And then one of my clients, a guy named Vince Del Monte, who is just, he's used my story, my Instagram selling system better than anybody else, maybe even better than me, mm -hmm. to fill his mastermind groups. And so I will limit myself to just going through that. I also go through my comments as well. Mm -hmm. So why do I spend 90 minutes on it and should everybody? No. Uh, but I do it because I really love the platform. Mm -hmm. I don't use Facebook that much. Uh, YouTube, nothing's connect. Nothing's made as much yeah. sense to me as Instagram. It's really direct. It is, and it has all the. You know, I'm a real raw, personal guy. I'm not, you know, fancy photos. Uh, you know, I might have photos in fancy places, but if you look at me, mm -hmm. I'm not like fancy. And so, <laughs> so you know, I'm just a farm boy, you yeah. know, who's 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 really like this Instagram thing. So I started Instagram about 16 months ago. I have 19,000 followers. So we get about 1,000 mm -hmm. followers a month organically. And it just has led to about a million dollars worth of business and coaching through the, the story method. And it just all makes sense to me. Like people go, I really don't understand how you would use this. And, and to me, like Instagram, it just all makes sense. Mm -hmm. So that's why I spend a lot of time on it. Mm -hmm. I sell a course that uses it. So I want to make sure that I'm teaching my clients new social stuff. Stories, yeah, social story selling. selling system. Not the best name in the world, but it's social. It's a great name. Yeah, it's, it's really about the money is in the stories. Swipe up cash. Yeah, swipe up, direct messaging, yeah. you know, whichever one is appropriate for you because I think that that's where you really get that great, strong connection. And most people are spending a lot of time mm -hmm. on Instagram. Why not make some money on Instagram, you know, yeah. if you're going to spend all that time on it? And that's, you know, the people who are like, oh, I got all these followers, but I don't make any money. I had a kid the other day, he sent me a message. He has 3 million followers on social media and he has, and he's broke. Like he doesn't, he was like $1,000 in debt. I was like, just let me use your Instagram for a day and I'll make you a ton of money. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's not about the number of people that follow you. Mm -hmm. It's about Absolutely. obviously the value you add and, and the mm -hmm. revenue that you generate. So that's why I spend that much time on it. Yeah. Great. Last year, I was sucked into the Instagram uh, funnel, yeah. like eight to ten hours a day, because oh we, we were building from zero to yeah. to two hundred thousand in yeah. one year. Yeah. It took a lot of time to figure it out. Sure. But as you said, first you just build, build, build followers. Yeah. Then you build a relationship, and then this year and last year we were selling like crazy. Yeah. But in our area, we 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 are selling out. 60 to 70% of our events only with swipe up. Wow, that's really great. No email, maybe some Facebook, uh -huh. but direct. Yeah, now it's all up. worth it. Now all yeah, that time yeah. and effort is worth it. And I, and I really think that, I call this like the golden age of Instagram. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long it'll last before Facebook messes it up too. But right now, I mean, not only can you, you get mm -hmm. the results that way, but the connections you can make on Instagram, mm -hmm. you know, that's where we connected. Absolutely. I think it's, it's much more personable than Facebook. Mm -hmm. It's much more personable Absolutely. than even email. Um, you know, I've gotten responses before I even knew Ed Milet, he would respond to my stuff. 
Grant Cardone has, uh, you know, called me out in his stories before. Mm-hmm. We've connected. I've never met the guy in person. Uh, and, and I've connected with people who have 400, 500,000 mm-hmm. followers that there's no other way you could get a hold of them mm-hmm. just because it's, there's still that opportunity. There's still mm-hmm. an innocence of Instagram, I guess, yes. for a little it's while the beginning, longer. I think. Yeah. 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 So where can we find the course? Social story selling. Social story selling system. Social story yeah. selling system. At social story selling system.com. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or follow right. me on Instagram and I talk about it okay. all the time. Yeah. yeah. Great. Do you have anything to add? Yeah. Because we, I, can, we can talk for hours. I know, I know. I love this. We have, a, we have a workshop man. workshop tomorrow. Yeah, so we will talk for hours. <laughs> yeah. We will, just not with cameras on. Yeah. Uh, I would say this. That at the end of the day, we're doing all this great stuff. We're building these businesses. But at the end of the day, what I've, I've really realized is that it's people and experiences mm-hmm. that are the real treasures that we take in our lives, the things that we're going to be thinking about, the things that, you know, I've ta- you know one, probably the best part of this interview when I was talking about the, the trip to Africa and all mm-hmm. that type of stuff, and I'm sure people get a kick out of that. Mm-hmm. And it's those experiences. Now, obviously, that one cost me some money, but some of the greatest experiences that I've had in the last couple of years have been nice, quiet family dinners with friends who have come mm-hmm. to visit. You know, Bedros came up one year with his family. We visited my mom. She made a meal that maybe cost $30 mm-hmm. to feed seven people and my dog. And uh, it, was the, it was the best meal mm-hmm. that I had that year. Mm-hmm. And so it's people and experience that matter more than money or stuff. So yeah, we want to work hard. We want to, you know, be able to be in great places and mm-hmm. do all this great stuff. But don't forget what you're you're really doing stuff for. So mm-hmm. that comes down to the perfectly formula and building your business around your mm-hmm. life, not your life around your business. Great. Uh, like you, you look like super hu- human. You, you, you solve problems, business, life problems for other people. Mm-hmm. What is the, uh, the, the most important challenge that you are facing right now in your business? Oh, it's a great question. Um, Because you still have mentors and coaches. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And so for me, it is just, figuring out how to get people to buy my stuff mm-hmm. when I'm not involved in it. Mm. So I've built, you know, I've built mm, the, the the guru trap, right? You know, it's like, oh, is Craig's not doing the workshop? I don't I I, don't I only want to go if Craig's doing it. Well, I don't go to Australia, but my coaches go to Australia. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't I don't want to so now it's figuring out Um, how to build up the value proposition of the program so it's about the program and not about time Mm -hmm. with me is one of the challenges. And then two, also, well, let's get the digital version of it, the online, the Mm -hmm. eight-week course that so many people are having where I can still be involved in it, but Mm -hmm. we can have more people go Mm -hmm. through it because Mm -hmm. I can only do so many five-people workshops Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. per day. Mm -hmm. So that's the biggest problem in the business Mm -hmm. right now is figuring that out. This is a great tip. Because maybe some people are starting out right now. Yeah. So how would you change the approach? I, I would make, if I was to start again, that's a really great mm-hmm. question, is I would, I would have to dive deeper into what are the, what's the value of the mm-hmm. program? What are the benefits to the end user? And build it around that as opposed to, hey, you know, it's Craig, you get coaching from Craig. No, it's not about coaching from mm-hmm. Craig. It's about here's what you leave with. Here's your problem. It's a system. Yeah. A solution. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's because the thing is, at the end of the day, I'm not I'm not selling a hey, you come to me and I'm going to teach you how to run Facebook ads. You know, it's not the same thing. That's mm-hmm. that doesn't matter what guru is running mm-hmm. that stuff mm-hmm. as long as it works. Now I'm teaching you to you know build your day and, and you know grow your business, but it's customized to you. And so mm-hmm. my coaches can do it just as well as me. But the thing is, most people don't know my coaches, mm-hmm. so it's also a matter of building you know, the guru level of the entire business mm-hmm. and the other coaches that I have. So, but if I was going back, I'd figure out how can I sell this with a statement that doesn't require a mm-hmm. specific coach? Wow. Yeah. So what are your plans for the future around family? Well, that's, that's the biggest problem is figuring out how to travel less mm-hmm. so that I can build the family because, you know, most of the girls that I date, they, they don't, Uh, have these internet marketing jobs, you know, where you just, well, oh, you know, I'm here for three weeks. I'm gone for 31 days. You know, they have real jobs. They get a couple weeks of holidays. Mm-hmm. And when you disappear for 10 days every month, it doesn't go over very well. So that's the the, the battle that I'm mm-hmm. having right now mm-hmm. is convincing, uh, you know, figuring out how to build that business mm-hmm. that relies less on me mm-hmm. so that I can stay home more, but then also getting them to understand that a little bit yeah. better too. It's yeah. so great that, Uh, my listeners can see that 
you all also have some challenges. Oh, do I ever? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's why we all need coaches. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. And, and I have multiple. I, I, I even hired one of my clients to do sales training because he's so good at sales scripts. So, mm -hmm. you know, we have that. I have Bedros for coaching in so many areas mm -hmm. and I have mm -hmm. a couple other as well. So Great. it's very, very important. Constantly learning and growing. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I have a last question for you, which is the, what, what, I call it power question. Okay. Or the last message, power message, the last message. Just pretend for five seconds <laughs> that you only have, have five seconds to live. And what message would you give to your future kids that would stick with them till the rest of their lives? Yeah, love, always love is the answer. Wow, thank you. We all love you, Craig. Oh, I'm happy to you, meet you. Man. Thank you. And I'm looking forward to, to, to sit in the room with you tomorrow oh, all day. Oh, it's gonna be amazing. Uh, it's been one year when I read this book like crazy. So if you don't have this book, The Perfect Day Formula, buy the book, Follow him on Instagram, real Craig Ballantyne. Uh, follow him on other social media. Come to his uh, Perfect Life workshop and change your life forever. Thank you very much. Thank you. What a trip. What a journey. What an interview. What a life. What a great thing I've been fortunate enough to got going on here. But here's the funny thing. At the time of the interview, I had been suffering from this nasty bug bite that I had picked up in probably Montenegro. And this bug bite on my side became infected. It was really painful. But then my immune system was fighting it off. It developed this infection. And my immune system went so overboard that it left me with all these red dots all over my face. It was very embarrassing. I had just gotten medication in London to calm my immune system down. But when you watch the video online, if you can find it, hopefully uh, Smillion has hit it. It's kind of embarrassing. Uh, but as I was sitting there, I thought, you know, the show must go on. And we had a really great interview in the London Marriott Edition Hotel after one workshop, but before his. And I'm glad we did it, even though I was tired and jet lagged and all that stuff. I'm glad we did it because it was such a fun episode. So let me know what you think of today's show. Head over to iTunes. Give us a review and a five-star ranking. And I want you to be like Smillion. Okay, Smillion and 15 other people did workshops with me in London and they're successful, and I want you to be my next success story. So send me a direct message on Instagram or email me at support at earlyrise.com to see how I can help. All right, and if you're ambitious like Smillion, but you're sitting there thinking that you need a lot of help increasing your income and impact so that you can still have amazing work-life balance and travel the world and do some cool stuff, then let me teach you in person and hold you accountable. Here's exactly what you need to do next. You need to visit perfectlifeworkshop.com to apply to work with me at my next coaching event near you. Okay, I can't wait to meet you and help you build the perfect business and live the perfect life. Talk soon.